Hey everybody, how you doing today? On this episode of the show, we're going to talk about elections and cybersecurity. Now, it looks like we're going to have a federal election here in Canada into the fall of 2019. Now, Canadian elections are a little bit different in that they only last 30 days. Now, we have had a few go into the 40s, but not much further than that, and that was even a special circumstance. So we're quite a ways out to start talking about actual electoral um, campaigning. But what we aren't too far out is to talk about the process itself and the challenges around it and sort of that eventual ramp up. And one of the biggest topics this year is cybersecurity. Now I wanted to clarify a few things in this video because we are seeing a little bit of the muddying of the waters. Now not normal political muckraking and muddying, but just in understanding what exactly sort of the categories of, of challenges are around elections and cybersecurity. Now, the Communications Security Establishment, or the CSE, um, which is uh, one of Canada's um, federal uh, agencies, and they're tasked with um, cybersecurity and signals intelligence, um, but they are uh, our federal government um, cybersecurity area of expertise. Now, they published a research report last year that detailed the threats to Canada's democratic process. Now, it was a really well-written paper, well-researched, um, and the good news here is that the actual mechanics of the electoral process are rather secure. We've got um, the way we do votes, the way that votes are tallied, the way that they're automatically audited at a certain percentage. That's a really strong system and it's unlikely that anything is going to put that at risk. So that is great news. As a Canadian, you can cast your ballot and be assured that it is going to count for the person you intended. Awesome. The second aspect of cybersecurity is that of the campaigns and the people working on those campaigns, including the candidates and all their volunteers. Now that's a significant challenge. We're gonna dive into that in a second. Um, and then the third one is the one that we discuss most often, which is great because discussion is the only way to tackle it. And that's of misinformation at scale. Now from a pure cybersecurity challenge, the second area is far more interesting and that's the security of the candidates themselves and of the people working on behalf of their campaigns. Now. This is where it really becomes a challenge is because these are by definition sort of temporary organizations. There's a huge amount of volunteer sort of grassroots efforts and they all need to be able to leverage technology in order to be efficient and to accomplish their stated goals. We know over the last decade that technology plays an absolutely massive role within uh, electoral campaigns in any democracy. So the challenge here is that they're also high profile targets. We saw it in the 2016 election. We saw it in the EU elections in 2016 and 2017 where they are a target target for cyber criminals to um, breach the organization in order to steal information to either leak it out for political motives or um, extortion or any number of nefarious um, end games. So the idea here is to help campaigns understand the cybersecurity challenges. And a lot of people go, well, we'll go with standard cybersecurity awareness campaigns. We'll teach them this, that, and the other thing. But those are highly ineffective. There's two major things that I think campaigns need to focus on to increase their cybersecurity. And this doesn't matter which uh, area of the spectrum you are. This is completely politically agnostic. The idea here is to set it up so that nobody is the result, um, has to deal with the results of a hack during the campaign or leading up to the campaign. So first thing you need to do is be aware that you are a prime target for phishing. By their very nature, political campaigns are relatively transparent. You know who you're working for. You know the key members in the campaign. So it is not unlikely, it is not um, unheard of for uh, people with malicious intent to be able to gather the information they need to really target an email um, in a phishing attack. Now the challenge is a lot of people go, well, you know, you shouldn't click on links that are emailed to you. The only purpose a link has is to be clicked on. So I think it's far more effective to teach 
um, political candidates and their campaign and anybody who's impacted by phishing to when you, if you click on a link, so for sure, give it that first look and if it looks suspicious, don't click on it. But most of the time, you're not gonna be able to tell. If you click on a link and then it prompts you to take an action, like download a file or enter your credentials, now you need to stop and think. So if you click on a link from an email and it asks you to enter your credentials, never do it. Manually go to the site that you know you're supposed to be um, referencing. So if somebody shares a document from Dropbox or Google Docs or something with you, don't click on and you click on the link and it comes through and it says, hey, give me your Google credentials. Don't. In a new browser tab, type in uh, your Google address, go there and log in that way. You should see a request in your notifications that you've been granted access to that file. Go that route, that's a better way. Same with Dropbox, same with pretty much everything. If you click on a link and it asks you to enter your credentials, do not. That's gonna protect you from a huge amount of stuff. Similarly, if you click on a link and it asks you to download a file or to run a program or something along those lines, stop. Question, is this actually from a legitimate source? Is this the intended outcome? And again, there's normally ways you can do that opening up a new browser tab, searching for the thing that you're looking for, or going through an authorized vehicle. Now, on the flip side, if you're a part of a campaign or working with a campaign, don't email them stuff that asks them for their credentials. Be really aware of that because this is an operational security challenge that's gonna protect your data. Now, the second aspect of cybersecurity for campaigns is much, much trickier. And that is stop sharing all the information with everybody. You need to compartmentalize because right now the way it basically works is you're either on the inside or you're on the outside. If you're on the inside, you've got access to everything, which means every single person, if one of those people gets breached, if they get fished successfully, that means your entire campaign, your entire operation is at risk. There's nothing wrong with compartmentalizing information in order to reduce the potential blast radius of any sort of issue. So if you have volunteers out there signing up um, people to support your campaign, they don't need to be able to look up everybody. They can just simply enter new information. And if they enter new information and it's already there, sort that out in the back end. Don't give your uh, volunteers on the street the ability to look at the entire uh, mailing list or the entire set of supporters information because they don't need that. They just need to be able to enter information. That's a small example, but things like that are going to be um, throughout your campaign and you'll be able to successfully reduce and compartmentalize, uh, reduce that blast radius and compartmentalize the information without impacting your operations. That's the really key is you need to compartmentalize without impacting operations because I understand the goal here is on a very, very tight timeline to get your candidate or your viewpoint across. Um, so it's really, really difficult, but reducing that blast radius by compartmentalizing is absolutely critical. That plus that education around phishing is going to be the biggest one-two punch you can do for free to help your campaign move forward. Now, of course, you want to have um, a good email um, security system that's going to be looking at um, all those links and scanning them for malware, scanning them for um, known bad sites, things like that. But from an operational, from an educational perspective, that's what you want to start with. Um, there's a lot more to come on this, but I think I just want to get that out there um, so that people start thinking about it. Um, and then the biggest issue is obviously misinformation around social media, around fake news, and we'll tackle that in a future video. But right now, I wanted to identify those three major areas of cybersecurity around an election. You've got the election itself. We know in Canada that that is in good hands. We just need to continue to um, invest in the agencies that protect our, our elections and keep them well-funded and well-staffed. Um, the second is around the campaigns and themselves and the political parties and the volunteers. That's a lot of operational security. We dove into that a bit in this video. And the third is around misinformation. We'll cover that in an upcoming show. What do you think? Let me know. Hit me up online at MarkNCA uh, in the comments down below. And as always, by email me at MarkN.ca. There's a lot to talk about here. Um, and I think we absolutely need to talk about it because elections, no matter which side uh, you are on or who you support, they impact us all and they need to be fair and free.